We want to help 10,000 offices, 10,000 offices build a clinic gym hybrid. If we can support them in any way, we will. But the reason for that is a clinic gym hybrid is the evidence-informed method to get people out of pain and keep them out of pain long-term. If you look at all the research, one word comes up more than any other when it comes to musculoskeletal conditions, and that is exercise. So why aren't people getting better? A second question to ask is why aren't musculoskeletal providers the highest paid professionals if that's the number one issue facing most people in America? We're here to change that. We want to help 10,000 offices open up their own clinic gym hybrid, and we want them to run a business model that's profitable and easy to manage. That is a membership-based business if I've ever heard one. But that's why we put on this podcast. That's why we do our live events, and that's why we sell our coursework and our education all at clinicgymhybrid.com. Hey, welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. This is Dr. Josh Satterley, and I'm excited for you to be on this journey. Look, when I started my Clinic Gym Hybrid back in 2013, I didn't have a place to go for resources. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we're here. I hope you dig this interview. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I am your host, as always, Dr. Josh Satterley, and I'm joined today by Kevin DeGroote. Kevin, how are you, bud? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? Awesome. I'm great. Now, for those who don't know, Kevin uh, is a full-time clinic owner PT out in the Denver area, right? We can say mm-hmm. the Denver area. Yeah. And he also runs a group for physical therapists uh, called the Uncaged Clinician, and which is why I wanted to bring you on. I think getting all those PTs together and hearing, you know, where's the market going and where are the trends uh, would help help me and my listeners, most of my listeners are chiros. Uh, the big difference is, you know, most chiropractic offices are a single provider uh, run by a single owner operator, whereas most PT clinics are multiple PTs, um, unfortunately employed by some conglomerate, <laughs> but there are places like you. But I think one thing you guys really bring together is multiple licenses in one place to kind of exchange ideas. And then you guys are very good as PTs about you know, combined sections meeting and like OCS, SCS, these divisions that allow for that group think and you hear those different uh, approaches and thoughts and all that to come together. So I think you guys are better disseminators of information than my chiropractic colleagues, but it's, I guess it's interesting to hear you say that because I think we all have this, the grass is always greener on the other side. Right. Yeah. And we look at Kairos and I think you guys are years and years ahead of us in certain aspects, marketing, sales, business education. Um, and there's, there's something valuable about the fact that the public doesn't often think of Kairos as included in insurance benefits. So they're not shocked when they call your office and say, it's like, Oh, do you take my insurance? And you say, no, they're like, well, most places don't. Whereas we're still on the very early, early phase of seeing physical therapists break away from the insurance model and say, there's, there's got to be a better way for us to do this. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, one of my favorite quotes I've heard is, never underestimate the amount of BS it took to make the grass greener on the other side of the fence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's dive in. You were ta- We were talking a little bit before we hit record about, you know, some of the issues facing let's say the rehab and, and uh, musculoskeletal healthcare, whatever you want to call it, division, right? That could be PTs, chiros, OTs, everybody, ATCs. 
we're all facing a lot of the same problems, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I, I have not heard from any of those uh, professions, somebody going, oh, you're, you're not going to believe it. Blue Cross raised our reimbursement by 22% last year, right? Like the, uh, or the opposite is true. It's more paperwork, less pay, uh, less, uh, you know, expect to do more with less. But what are some trends you're seeing or hearing about that? And, and uh, what are some things that are the pressures facing? Let's stick specifically to clinic owners, right? So in your world, um, it's not uncommon in, in my experience to have either a single PT own the place and maybe four or five licensed professionals working for them, or, you know, three people own it and everybody owns a third, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those things, what are some pressures you're seeing those owners facing within the world of, of musculoskeletal health right now? So I think the first thing that comes to mind is there's a lack of qualified physical therapists available to fill spots. And it's very challenging to find somebody who is willing to understand the the business model, particularly in an insurance-based practice, with ins- with reimbursements decreasing and everything that happens, like rent is expensive, and the you know the cost of operating a business are expensive, and Blue Cross isn't necessarily paying us anymore, so we have to do more with less. And I see a lot of therapists who are choosing to go the like more you know home health route to make money as opposed to being in a, in a position that they actually enjoy because people are having a really hard time paying them what they're, you know, what they're worth. So that's, yeah. that's a big one is it's very so it's interesting. You're not saying that there's a lack of people out there. You're saying that there's a lack of qualified skilled people to fill positions. Like there's plenty of licenses how many PTs are there in the U.S.? I can't, I think like half a million or something like that. I, I think it's somewhere between four and 500,000. Yeah. So, there so are about 50,000 Kairos. So there's. That's crazy. You know, yeah. It, I think there's 70,000 licenses, but 50,000 active Kairos. But I mean, if you just think about it, like that math works out because I could take about 10 of you on in a fight and I think I could do pretty good. Oh, just man. So, <laughs> it, it's interesting though, too, because the other. I I didn't think about this when we were talking earlier, but we're running into a COVID trained physical therapy problem. Oh yeah. I don't know if you, if you've noticed this. We've seen that too. Yeah. People that never really did a clinical, like they did a simulation or something. Yeah. Yeah, It's like they have the, they have the, the knowledge to do the job, but they don't have the actual skill set to do the job. Right. So I'm doing a, I'm doing a residency with a, a therapist right now that she's, great. She's, she's going to do an amazing job for our practice. She just needs a lot more, yeah. you know, well, a lot more help. Like I told you, I just, I tore my quad recently and I've been going to PT and it was funny. One of the people there, um, their first year was all COVID. Like it was mm-hmm. all online that when they started and, uh, I don't know if they just never got hands on, but so I've had my, you know, I had my quad repaired and stuff's just sticky in the knee, right? So one of the more skilled therapists was doing some really good patellar uh, mobs and just kind of getting my patella gliding back and forth. And, you know, it got drilled, like to reattach my quad, they drilled into the back of it. So there's definitely some junk. The the COVID kid grabbed a hold of it like a, 
the best way to describe it is like if you have a big dog and you grab his head, and you're like, you know, like he just took my patella for a ride on day, uh, you know, right out the gate. And I was like, holy crap, you need to ease yeah. back, homie. Like about shot me through the roof. So I, I experienced that as a patient and I can only imagine as an employer, like, you know, what, what it would be like. Yeah. And in some ways, what I've seen is this schools are able or are producing the quality of, of therapists that is in line with the amount of um, reimbursement that we're getting. And so Mm. what should have happened with going to a doctoral profession, you should have seen therapists that are coming out that are way better and way more educated, way more skilled but I don't see that actually happening. And I think that our education has continued to suffer. And then insurance companies are looking like, well, why would I pay somebody to roughhouse sure. your knee that way when I could pay a, you know, I, anybody could do that. Right. Why would I pay somebody more money to, to do that job when it's not really yeah. skilled therapy that they're giving? Yeah. So obviously the skill set of those people, and I would say like a, you know, it's very commonplace. Everybody graduates, gets out of school thinking that they're the best and they need to be paid at a high level. Every employer thinks you don't know anything. And, you know, looking back 10 years later, you realize, yep, I didn't know anything. Like I still continue to know anything, but that's just how things go. But we were talking a little bit too about, um, you were saying in your group, you had kind of talked about the difference between compensation and benefits and putting those both together to serve all parties, right? Can you talk a little bit about kind of some, some of the thoughts you had and some of the, the things you've learned along those fronts? Yeah. I, I'm fortunate to have some amazing friends in very different industries. So looking at my, my friend group, I don't spend a lot of time with a lot of other therapists other than Mm -hmm. within the uncaged clinician world. And what I've realized is that there are a lot of other ways to make money besides being in healthcare. And if you want to be a business owner and you want to make money doing business, you should probably go outside of healthcare. Um, Anything that keeps you one-on-one to a client is just not going to, not going to work well. Yeah. So there are, there are definitely, there are definitely reasons to be in healthcare. And I, I'm one of those people who I, I feel very, very called to this profession. I feel like my skill set, my personality, the the way that I, yeah, I, I interact with people helps me to be a really good therapist, and I mm-hmm. love I love what I do. And so there's this reason for me to be in healthcare that's not exclusively financially driven. But I, yeah, one of my best friends runs a venture capital group. And I'm like, dang, he, I mean, he worked hard for a while, for a chunk of time to get to the point that he is. But now I'm like, oh, he just like goes and invests other people's money into companies. And it feels so simple when I, I know it's, it's just not. a lot of golf and, yeah. you know, conversations and miraculously makes millions. Yeah. And I'm like, gosh, like, so, you know, I, I tell people all the time, if the primary objective is for you to go into business and healthcare, exclusively to make a lot of money, stop, go do a different profession, go start a different business. Mm -hmm. But there's other benefits to our, to our world that we, you know, there's something to be said about walking alongside of somebody who tears their quad and, 
you can't golf and that's something that you love to do and seeing that transformation from like, man, I, you know, I, I hurt myself to Mm -hmm. I'm getting my confidence back and I'm getting to spend more time with my friends again and I'm getting to golf and I'm getting to do the things that I want to do. And like, there's something great about that, but that is where we have to split the difference between what, what is compensation, which is the financial incentive that you do your job for. Mm -hmm. Right. Which we all know we have to have compensation. We all have bills to pay and, you know, three hugs at a, at a clinic do not pay my bills. Mm -hmm. So we have to talk in pure dollars and cents to some degree, but then there are thousands of other benefits that people might want that some cost money and some cost no money at all. And so you were you were mentioning like I could pay somebody extra or I could stop by Starbucks once a week and buy them a you know $4 Starbucks coffee and still save myself a ton of money over the year if I buy yeah. them from Starbucks every 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 week. Yeah, we were I was saying that you know if somebody's getting paid the difference between 30 hour and 33 an hour and you keep them at 30 but every week you show up at the Starbucks and compliment them to some people they'll be like man that feels good I'm glad my boss knows me recognizes me I appreciate that he's interested. And from a business perspective, you did the math and said that's roughly $6,000 worth of savings in the year. Mm-hmm. And let's say that we spend 1000 on Starbucks and gifts and I'm going high there, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know, in the end, that still net profits the business 5000 And I don't want to sound cold-hearted and say like, oh yeah, you shouldn't pay people. What I'm saying is that the rate of pay needs to be balanced against what else are you providing? Hence the word benefit, right? Like what are the benefits of working here? And I think that, yeah, I think that's one of the things that you can do to save money and provide a better working environment, which people appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, what I, what I've started to realize is that I don't know if you ever hear people talk about this, you know, if I win the lottery, that's life changing money. Yeah. I don't actually think that that's, that's as life-changing as for most of us as physical therapists graduating with $150,000, $200,000 in student loan debt. Life-changing money is when I can afford my student loan payment, put money in the bank and not live paycheck to paycheck. That's, yeah. that's life-changing to me where all of a sudden I can take a big sigh of relief and be like, huh. And what I've realized is that for most people, and they've, they've done studies on this where it's like $75,000 a year for a single person. That was, you know, several years ago. I think it's somewhere in the 100 to 120 a year for a, for a single person is when people feel taken care of, feel appreciated, feel respected, feel valued. And then when you start offering them additional compensation. They're like, well, Mm -hmm. I don't want another $5,000. I want to be able to go on vacation with my family. Mm -hmm. I don't want another 500 bucks. I want you to, I want you to respect me as a therapist. Right. I want autonomy. I don't want to have to report back to Kevin about what I did or what I plan to do. Right. Some people that's worth 50 grand a year. Like I I don't, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, the last job that I had before I started my practice, I wanted to be heard, valued, respected, and be a part of developing and growing something. And I knew I was never going to get that. So, <laughs> right. It, so you're I willing can't... to take a pay cut and literally cut that paycheck off and say, I'd rather risk it on my own yep. than sit there and not have the, that influence. Yep. And some people, some people value, it's kind of like the, 
um, hierarchy of needs, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, is it Erickson's hierarchy of needs? I think it's Maslow, but anyway, w- one of those, you know, one of those, I'm not, that's not my world, mm-hmm. but to me, like different people have different needs and, and desires and what they yeah. come to the practice with. My wife is a, is a stability and consistency value. I am a, uh, I'm, I'm like an investment, freedom, autonomy, and impact person. And so if I offer her a compensation package that is $500,000 a year, but she has to earn every penny of it and it's, it's not guaranteed. Yeah, $5,000 guaranteed and 495000 of commission, she'd be like, she'd hate it. No way. Yeah. But for me, it's like, I'd rather have less guaranteed and way more that's me earning it. And so, yeah, I started to realize, and we've started to realize at Uncaged that everybody wants something different. And so if you're treating your employees all the same, giving them the same compensation package or same overall benefits package, they're going to look at you and be like, well, I don't want that. I want, I want something different. I want a different benefit. So I have one therapist who she is a, you know, a mom of two and she wants to be able to go to her kids' school programs and wants to be able to take time off when her kids have days off of school. And so I gave her that benefit. She get she doesn't get paid as much, but she has so much flexibility. And then other therapists who are like, no, I, I'm the primary breadwinner in my family. I need more compensation and less flexibility. Well, great. I can structure my compensation and benefits package around the things that are actually motivational to you. Mm. So I think that's something that we've been really wrestling with because everybody tries to compare jobs, apples to apples. And they say, you know, I'm getting $85,000 a year, 150,000, whatever it is. And then that Mm. job over there is going to give me an extra 5,000. Why would I sign up for the lower paying job? Sure. Like, well, Because there are extra benefits, not extra let's, compensation. Yeah. Let's take a second and list some off that you know of. We'll do like a lightning round kind of situation. What are some benefits you, you've heard that go, hey, you might want to throw this out. So what, one thing you just said is total flexibility. They, they can set their own schedule totally. You're not going to pay them as much like your woman who wants to be with their kids, right? Yep. She knows, hey, I'm just not going to walk away with a huge paycheck, but I don't need to. I, I work because I you know, enjoy it. What are some other benefits that you've seen successfully uh, employed? So one of our one of our clinicians, he for CEU credits, the state board in North Carolina, I don't know if it's uh, it's if it's everywhere, but they allow meetings with journal clubs to be considered CEU credits. So he's gone and filed all the paperwork for his therapist. They get they get 10 CEUs every year just by showing up to meetings. Yeah. Cost him zero dollars. I think CEUs in general, like if if you have a few people working for you that need the credits, man, it sometimes it's not hard to develop those internally and get them certified yeah. rubber stamped by the state. You're talking about maybe five hundred dollars of uh I'm not even talking that much. I've I've done it for $175. And you get eight hours approved. And now you can give that to everybody on your team, saves them a few hundred dollars and do it as in-service and then it's there's a huge convenience factor, right? They don't have to mm-hmm. travel. They don't have to do anything. They're not sitting there online with some stupid dry video that you don't want to watch. I think that's a huge one that people often overlook. Uh, another one that I mentioned, I'm doing a residency for a therapist. She doesn't need CEU credits, right? For us, mm-hmm. it's 30 credits every every two years that you need. 
which is really low. So she's fine with not getting credentials for something or credit hours for something. She just wants to learn from me. Like, well, that doesn't, it costs me my time, but it doesn't cost me sending you to a CEU course that sure. may, may not be beneficial. Yeah. So that's, that's something that, um, that people want, uh, the, like understanding your therapist is another thing. We do a ton, a ton with, uh, mental health and mindset type stuff in our program. And, we have a, a licensed counselor on our team who does Enneagram assessments and um, working genius assessments for a lot of our team, uh, a lot of our, you know, therapist teams and me being able to speak and communicate appropriately with the therapist based on their preferred communication style. Yeah. Like, it doesn't cost any extra money to communicate better, but yeah. it's something that people don't do a very good job um, having one, one of them, I heard that this is crazy to me, but so I have a friend it works at a law firm and one of the things you get after three years of working there, one of the benefits is you don't have to wear a suit all the time, hmm. but you do, everybody has to wear a suit if they're work, if business professional, if you're meeting with clients, like that's a rule, doesn't matter when, but if you're not meeting with clients until like Thursday afternoon, you don't, if you're three years in, you can wear jeans and a polo shirt, whatever, you know, they ask you to be somewhat classy, but uh, that to them is like a sign of number one, if you're in a suit every day, you're obviously a scrub. And number two, like, Hey, I have the freedom to wear what I want. And mm. they have a suit hanging in their office to go like, Oh, well, I got a client, you know, I got a meeting with Mr. DeGroote. So I'm going to pop this on. But to them, that's a huge benefit. And I'm like, wow, there's absolutely no cost there. Right. Yeah. 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 So we have it. Um, so obviously like maternity, paternity leave, childcare coverage, flexibility and schedule, uh, free therapy for family members, healthy work environment, um, having, having documentation time built in, having increased time with your clients. I mean, there's, we have, we have a list and we split them up. Everything, everything in our program, we, we kind of talk about the five F's. So it's how is your how is your business supporting your family, your finances, your fulfillment, your fitness, and your faith? Um, and so it's all of the benefits packages that we're trying to create is not just looking at the financial component, but it's like, yeah, family, family wise, it's like, hey, you need to be home with your with your kid because they're off school. It's great. I'm not gonna make you take a PTO day. We can flex that day. That's not a problem. That's, that's what they're looking for. That's what certain people are looking for. Do you restrict the hours of the days they can work? Like, I mean, let's say one of your people's like, Hey, I want to work Saturdays, but because I need Thursdays off. Has anybody ever come forward for that? We, we haven't had anybody who's wanted to work a Saturday. Yeah. But I'd be fine with that. Okay. So it, it, yeah, it's, it's one of those, we are, my practice is a four day a week the goal is the goal is to get everything done in four days and not have it before tens. We, we tend to function on a more like a 30 hour work week. Mm -hmm. Um, and because that's the type of therapist that we've attracted is people who, you know, work is not the only thing that they're doing in their lives and they want to have freedom to do other stuff outside. Mm -hmm. So like, great. I'd rather, I'd rather pay you a little bit less and you get, to have an extra 10 hours of your week back to be able to go do other things. Yeah. 
So that's another one, healthy work environment, access to direct primary cares, uh, gym memberships, or like we have a, a great gym in our, in our facility that it's like, you don't have to have a gym membership. You can just work out here. Like mm-hmm. you said, being able to dress more appropriately for what we do. I mean, joggers in a, in a, basically a t-shirt and nobody cares. Nobody's ever asked me why I'm, why I'm not dressed in slacks and a button up as a physical mm-hmm. therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, mentorship skills days. I mean, everybody is motivated by different things. So I think yeah. the you can really do almost anything. Yeah. And I would say like so many people ask me, Oh, I, I, you know, hiring this person and they want a lot of money or hiring this. And, and I always think like, by the time it gets down to only a money conversation, we've lost the objective mm-hmm. because I, the, the evidence I use, Kevin, is like, none of us are money motivated. No one would accrue $200,000 worth of debt to get a job if you were money motivated. You would, you would be like, no way. If you're money motivated, you become a realtor, $1,000 of school, and I can pay it off after the first sale. Like, yep. come on, we're, we're, we're helpers. We like, we like education. We like to be educated. We like to learn. And we like to help people. And so come up with benefits that serve that. Like I think a really powerful tool is do in-services every week. So an hour, right? And just cover skills. But that has no value until you commit it to a calendar or you commit it to a syllabus. And you're like, here's what we're going to go over. Week one, facet-based low back pain. Week two, you know, um, ankle instability and, and early acute rehab. And, you know, and just lay it out. And if you assemble 50 weeks of that and you just, somebody's getting hired and you go, Hey, I have this piece of paper, Kevin, this is what we're going to teach you the first year. That's all of our in-services. You know, you'll participate, you'll play a role, et cetera, et cetera. People that like education and have paid for it in the past, their eyes will sparkle like, Ooh, mm-hmm. how much does that cost? And you're like, it's free with working here. Oh, really? Okay. I'd love to work here. You know? Yeah. The way that I, I try to get our clients to understand it is it's all about communicating towards what your, what your potential employee wants Mm. using the assets that you actually have available to you. Right. So as business owners, if we're cash strapped, stop negotiating with more cash because you don't have it. Right. It's like playing a game of settlers of Catan and you look at this and you're like, I have a bunch of wheat. And I need yeah. all these other things. It's like, well, I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna negotiate with the things that I don't have. Right. And so somebody who's looking for wheat is gonna wanna, you know, is gonna look at me and be like, oh wow, you're you have all this wheat. Why not, why not have a conversation about how I can exchange what I have yeah. for what you have? It's like every restaurant in the world speeds their servers before their shift, right? Because what do they yeah. have? Like, hey, we got food here. Have yeah. It. So if that's, and that's where it's like a syllabus doesn't cost you any money. If you're cash strapped, then negotiate and, and help attract people who are motivated by the things that you actually have. And then what will happen is it's the same as like a, a small startup doesn't incentivize people with actual cash. They incentivize them with equity in their business. Right. So there's a reason why people are going and working for small startups in in Denver versus going and working for well-established tech companies. One is it's a in some ways it's a better work environment for them. They're motivated by being a part of something and they have equity. So great. 
if I want to attract somebody with equity, I, I can attract some really, really amazing talent and not have to pay them $400,000 a year to be a software engineer for me. Maybe we make it big and they make money off of the equity, but that's, that's not the point. It's I'm attracting somebody with the asset that I have, not the asset that I don't have. Right. So yeah, what you can't provide in those early startups is like, we can't give you stability. Yeah. So we're going to tempt you with essentially the lottery, right? Like, Hey, if this works out and we explode, those stock options will be worth 10 times your salary. And, but, but it's often they don't (laughs) run down, you know? And I've never, I've never heard somebody be like, Oh man, they, you know, they, they lied to me and told me that they were, this was guaranteed. It's like, no, you took the risk. So I think that's where we as healthcare professionals and healthcare businesses have an opportunity to communicate better to say, Hey, we don't have the ability to, to just incentivize you with more compensation. We have to be more creative. And that's where we have to understand our, in this situation, the consumer is our employee. We have to understand our consumer as the employee and say, I can't give you more money. I can give you a lot of other things and let's be creative and not try to get in a battle of dollars and cents. Cause I don't think we're ever going to win that battle. Right. Yeah. We're, we're not, I mean, and, and if it's, I don't think that anybody in our world too would want that to be the only reason they go to work. Mm-mm. You know, it's the fulfillment. It's, it's all those aspects. So, yeah. Well, Kevin, uh, unfortunately we have to wrap it up time-wise. I'd love to continue this conversation off in the future sometime because we yeah. barely scratched the surface of, of so, compensation and benefits. Um, can you share how people can get a hold of you if they're, if they're interested in like what you're talking about? Yeah. So we have a, a community on Facebook, uh, it's the Uncaged Clinician Facebook group. Um, Josh mentioned that it's, it's a lot of physical therapists, but I think we're, you know, 13,500 or somewhere between 13 and 14,000 people on there now um, runs the spectrum of different professionals. So it's a great, a great community to just go. And even if you're just lurking and trying to find more information without doing anything with it, that's, that's fine. So I would encourage you to join that group. And then also if you want to, if you want to email me, it's Kevin at uncagedclinician.com. Um, and yeah, hopefully I'll get an opportunity to come on again and have this, have this conversation. Continue. Yeah. We'll, we'll go uh, chapter two. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks so much, Kevin. And on behalf of Kevin DeGroot, this is Josh Satterley saying, go out there, maximize your license and live the life you dream of. Kevin, thanks for the time today, bud. Yep. Thanks a lot for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're looking for more information about me, about us, about our programs, then just head to clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com. You can check us out there. Got our accelerator program and a few other programs that will help you get up and running as quickly as possible and making more money while providing excellent active therapy to your patients.